Date Car Pod. I'm Jenna, and y'all, we fucking did it. <laughs> we did it. We got through Zach's season. I still remember that bio episode I did with Shannon from Do the Roses Align, and I we were all we were just like little deers in the headlights. Like, what are we about to do? This is I, we're not ready for this season at all. We don't know shit about Zach. Turns out at the end, I still don't know shit about Zach because I learned more about Zach than I even thought I knew in this episode, but we are here for the finale, and I am so excited to welcome back a guest I've had on the podcast a couple times. Please welcome back Marilyn. Hello. Thank you for having me on this blessed, blessed day. <laughs> the first day of freedom from The Bachelor. <laughs> Truly, I was like, I literally texted a friend. I was like, I'll see you on the other side. I'm so close. <laughs> I know, but don't you think in, like, just a few weeks we'll be missing it? Like, this gap is too long. End of June? What happened to... Because it used to come back, The Bachelorette Memorial Day, which is my birthday weekend. And I'm feeling really slighted that we've moved on from that. Yeah, the schedule has been all sorts of fucked up ever since, you know, the pandemic, to be honest. And, like, then throwing in extra seasons and... Like, all sorts of things. Yeah, God damn you, COVID. You ruined the rhythm <laughs> like, of my favorite show. Truly, though, I remember, like, when that all kind of went down and, like, Claire's season got postponed, I was like, oh, we're never going back to the way things were before, were we? <laughs> no. No. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming back. For those who uh, listened before, Marilyn, uh contacted me like last year and was writing a dissertation on woke bachelor (laughs) i'm of course (laughs) reducing it um but we chatted and became friends and you've been uh really carving out a great space for yourself in this like commentator space talking about bachelor talking about other reality television you know shows and it's been just great to see you like thrive (laughs) Thank you. Uh, yeah, God bless unemployment for <laughs> giving me the space <laughs> to embrace my new identity as content creator. But yes, uh, most of my content is about The Bachelor and my research, but I also am deep in the Love Island fandom, made some content on Perfect Match. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely living for the current season of Love is Blind. Yes. So I'm sure some stuff will be coming on that. And yeah, excited to keep, you know, talking about representation, misogyny, racism, mm-hmm. queer representation, mm-hmm. all these things on reality TV. It's such a like fervent time to be talking about that. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see that when I do put out, you know, com- conversation starters on these actually serious topics people do show up and want to engage with it so it's just once again like the audience for these shows I think is actually full of like brilliant amazing people and it's not it's not just a silly reality show even if Sean Lowe wants to say that (laughs) fucking laugh my ass off no literally though it's so true and you said it so perfectly I was just like a couple weeks ago getting a tattoo and the artist said they like looked Ooh. at my page and they like, checked out who I was before I came in and they're like oh I saw you have a podcast about the bachelor we talked for like almost the entire time of this pot this tattoo session about all of the like social economic like yeah. you know conversations and context and discourse and barriers and 
she was like fully like oh my god yeah I think I want to like check it out now and I was like no please don't watch the show but also (laughs) 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 it was it was great because then I started talking about open relationship shit which we're gonna get into and I so excited oh it was so great and like she was like damn you're right it is like a forced polyamory like like experiment yeah So so fascinating I don't know if you know that this is coming, but one that I'm really excited to watch and cover is The Ultimatum is doing a queer, queer version. version. Yeah. And it's yeah. I it's going to come out this summer is what I'm oh, hearing. Okay, good. So we have some time, but that I'm like very curious to see. And I, you know, I feel like Love is Blind easily could be doing a queer version not i'm surprised it hasn't happened yet yeah but, i am actually you're right maybe, you know and with the know. news with mike fleiss who knows oh who knows God. what could happen with our beloved game so let's get into it so y'all um you know in a rare turn of events it looks like the hex that i placed on mike fleiss's beach house in late january when i went to hawaii actually worked our man has left the building. I feel so good. I cannot. I actually genuinely teared up. Like, I have wanted this man gone for so long. Longer than I've wanted Chris gone. <laughs> and um, I just feel like it's such a, like, joyous moment. There's obviously a lot of unknowns that are still involved with, like, this announcement. Um, and it's a very fascinating announcement. The way it came out the day after the finale. The way in which it came out. Which is through a statement that was reported on in Deadline and Variety. And now, of course, other places are picking it up. But it's just, like, so, so interesting. And I don't really know what it means. I talked to, like, a little sourcey source I have. Mm. I do not. I'm not going to, like, whatever. But, like, I, I mean, I again, I don't know, like, the real details. But it kind of seems like he's actually out. Because, like, some of the yeah. questions are, like, is he still going to be collecting a paycheck? Is he just, like, removed himself from or whatever? And I imagine he does collect a paycheck he's from everything. He's going to have a paycheck for anything related to The Bachelor in any country, anywhere right. in oh, perpetuity. Yeah, exactly. Which, as he should. As right. he should. He created it. Exactly, yeah. No, I think he's out. I think, you know, I don't know if he's necessarily retiring. I wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to make another show. Mm. Um, mm. You know, I think I'll be curious to see, because at first I was, like, rejoicing. And then I don't know if you saw on, like, Game of Roses, they put out, like, well, the three people beneath him have been running the show mm-hmm. for a while anyway, mm-hmm. so maybe it doesn't make a difference. But I still think, like, having the same executive producer from the very beginning in, like, 2001 when we lived in a different world, I yeah. think that does impact the show. Yeah. And I hope we do enter this kind of experimental era and, like, mm-hmm. fun stuff can start happening and mm-hmm. changes. And, I mean, you can see it from Jesse even at saying at Woman Tell All, like, we've done a terrible job of addressing things. He shaded the show tonight be- or last night mm-hmm. saying there hasn't been a proposal since Pilot P. Like, <sighs> Jesse was like, screw this show. Like, <laughs> no, and they've been letting much more into the document of like mm-hmm. the shade from the the, the contestants, shade. and it's like, yeah, no, I I do agree. I think that uh, there's, I think you know, I think this conversation was talked a lot about back when Bachelor Diversity campaign was really doing a lot of work, and you know we were talking about like well, getting Chris Harrison fired, you know, and like that's not going to solve the problems of the show, and it and it wasn't right. It it mm-hmm. was. But it's 
But it was a big... It was a big step. You know, and, it, and it was important still for him to experience some kind of accountability, regardless, but for his actions. Because his actions were, like, separate, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they weren't really what the show yeah. did. It was, like, separate. It was all entwined, of course. But, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, it's always, like, there's, like, the roots of the problem and the roots are white supremacy. And the roots, you know, go deep into it. So there's a lot of work to be undone. But one of the main things I think a lot of people have always said is, like, we have to get rid of Mike Fleiss. And so... I yeah and yes those three showrunners yeah, have been around yeah but he's like not he's not with us yeah exactly and so I just I am hopeful that more change can happen when he is not at the helm you know totally I feel the same oh god damn it so what do you think actually did it like let's make it like wrong answers only like give me <laughs> what do you think pushed him over the fucking edge hmm. <laughs> hmm. I mean the the night of the women tell all felt felt like a break it felt like a break having jesse say that comment <laughs> then they have dr kira on to like decolonize the bachelor which i have mixed feelings on and then they announced charity i just could see him in the control room like yeah times have changed but like not even like out out with a whimper not a bang you know like I could just see him being like, this isn't it anymore. He's probably also scrolling through and looking at the Instagram numbers and he's like, this isn't even important. I'm yeah. tired. I don't feel like being tweeted at anymore. Yeah. But like that, it. I mean, some, I maybe it was you. Someone else was like, just, uh, Mike putting in his two weeks, yeah. like literally the night <laughs> Jesse said that comment. I don't know. It's probably been in the works for a while. I'm yeah, sure they obviously. had to come up with like a, a package. But for me, that was the moment where I was like, this is not his franchise anymore no he's lost control over it yeah oh i love it so much and at the same time we have like the popularity of perfect match and like look at the numbers that those stars are getting Mm -hmm. like i i yeah i just wonder what those conversations are behind closed doors and you know chris harrison's off doing his like really ridiculous podcast i can see him being like mike like well, like, just leave the show. It's not good anymore. Like, we can do something else. My wrong answer is he quit so he can be the senior bachelor. Mm, gorgeous, he, gorgeous. Yeah, I know. Gorgeous. Isn't that great? He's like, no one else can do this, but I, I, I can do this. I am the chosen one. Sickening. Sickening. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that could give me more of an ick than Zach. Oh, you and me both. Okay, so um, speaking of another, like, I don't know her moment, uh, Jesse opens up the show acknowledging the horrific school shooting that happened on Monday. Um, our, like, deepest hearts um, with everyone that is suffering from this and, like, we have a, a huge systemic problem that needs to be worked on. Um, and ABC is not going to fix it, but I was like, I don't know this person. <laughs> For me, it felt very Caesar Flickerman, though. Oh, shit. Like, it, it, sh- if they're going to do that, do it at the end of the segment and, like, maybe put up... This is the thing, though. It's, like, there should then be, like, here's, like, every town or another mm-hmm. organization to donate mm-hmm. to, but their base is Republican, like, NRA people, mm-hmm. so they don't say anything. It's just, like, platitudes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I always appreciate acknowledging the real world, but you cannot say this horrible, horrible, unmentionable thing happened, which, like, I like 
I'm not going to, whatever, and then go, so buckle up, folks, because this is going to be crazy. Like, you need to go to commercial. What? It was, like, so, he was, he was fucking unhinged all last night. Jesse, I don't know what, I, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know what coke he was on, but, like, he was on he was going he for also, it. He was going for it, but he wasn't focused sometimes. Like, did you notice that, like, I think it was his interview with Gabby. Like, he would he would ask them, like, they would both be like, oh, we regret this. Or we do like, Zach was like, I don't regret being intimate with her. And then he goes, but do you regret it? Immediately. And I was like, is someone buzzing in your ear so you can't hear the combo? Or, like, I was like, oh, oh, that was he was not it wasn't his best night it wasn't his best night. no it was just chaos true chaos top to bottom um we see in the audience of the thunderdome um that it's a little less packed with batch alumni than previous yeah i was surprised by that yeah i was surprised also because i thought that um i thought that gabby and rachel were posting that they were like it looked like they were posting getting glam yeah. for AFR. They certainly would have showed them if they were there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm told Courtney Robertson was there, but I missed the part where they showed her. I saw the her o- very briefly. And the only person they showed is Nate Mitchell. Like, has Nate ever hung out with Zach? Like, what about like a Tyler? Like, you know what I mean? It was very random to me. Mm-hmm. I yeah, thought. It was very well. And I will get into the Nate of it all because that actually pissed me off. Um, mm-hmm. Not Nate, but the show. Uh, and of course, uh, Sean and Catherine were there. Um, I do, of course, hope somebody rubs a lamp and frees him soon, because you know you only have one life to live, Sean. And <laughs> well, and the the best too is like when that he posted the video of Catherine explaining to him what's going on in the show, and then people were like, "This is supposed to be Zach's mentor." I'm like, "Well." This, he doesn't have to watch the show just because he was flown in before it aired. He's like, I don't need to watch this. I talked to this guy. <laughs> yeah, I was there. I was fucking there, okay? So bizarre. So bizarre. And so then before we really get into anything, we bring out Ariel. And yeah. we have her hot seat. And we kind of get into everything that happened. You know, Jesse is like still so stoked to talk about sex week and all of the fucking shit that happened and you know he brings her out she's really you know he jesse calls her poised i hate it when a man says that um (laughs) he said he was in awe of her what is that even like i I fell over when he said he was in awe of her that was my favorite she's great though of course and is just like i mean yeah she just goes into the whole thing like it was really unfortunate like she was you know, she's like, if Zach had just, like, talked to me, he would have found that I was on the same page with him. I, I love that she said that. You know, I wasn't that planning. She was like, I was not going to sleep with this yeah. man. Because I'm like, of course you weren't. You were, like, a 12, 13 out of 10, and he's, like, potentially a 7. Like, they were always just friends. She was never going to sleep with this man. That's what I've been saying all season. I was like, he was into her. She was not into him. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. She made it work. Did you, I have a question. So my only issue with Ariel, I loved everything she did in her hot seat. She kind of laid out the field for like, I'm ready for love. I'm open. I'm sure she'll be on paradise. Mm -hmm. The only thing I didn't agree with is her slamming Zach for 
not cluing her into what was going on in the fantasy suites. Yeah, yeah. Like, I understand that it sucks to watch back and realize you were not a key piece of the narrative. Mm -hmm. At the same time, didn't we all just agree that this was Gabby's business? Mm -hmm. And Katie didn't appreciate that he told her Gabby's business. She was like, actually, I would like to compartmentalize the relationship. Mm -hmm. So I think Ariel was doing her thing that she needed to do. You know, you got to come out. Throw some, throw some shade, throw some tea. But, like, I'm really glad that he didn't tell Ariel what was going on because it didn't have anything to do with her. She was always going to be number three. Yeah. So I think she made – I think there's just, like, multiple things can be true at once because I had someone mm. really DM me a pretty great, like, kind of counter to her, mm. like, conversation about agency with him. And I think it's just, like, somewhere in the middle. So she's like, some, she says something along the lines of, like, you just deciding out the gate and not giving any of the women – chance to like not coming to this and asking them like sh- mm-hmm. let's have a conversation about what we want to do in the fantasy suites took away her agency and i like agree to an extent like he decided like sh- there was no like room for that mm-hmm. you know and that sucks and then it was like compounded later on when she saw that she wasn't a part of yeah. the rest of the narrative right um but then somebody so then there's like but it almost came off like she was trying to be like you took our consent away. There was like a whatever. And somebody DM'd me and said, I'm struggling with this because consent isn't a group decision. If sex was off the table for Zach, it was off the table for both of them. And a discussion. If this was a man complaining that a woman didn't want to have Mm. sex in the fantasy suite, complaining that she didn't discuss it with him first, would we be applauding? And I just thought that was a great point because, I, you know, if it were reversed, I think we wouldn't. We would be like, no. Charity said no. I think at the same time, though, because there were these arguments last week about the Gabby thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, how would we feel if, yeah, if Gabby had been the bachelorette and said sex off the table and we found out the next day that it happened? Mm-hmm. We would have been like, that's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. The roles are never reversed because <laughs> he's a man and she's a woman. Like, we can devil's advocate this all day. But that's just not how it works in a heteronormative relationship. Mm -hmm. It's always when you get behind closed doors that the man has Mm -hmm. the power. So I get that, I think. But I did agree with her talking about agency because maybe it's... I don't think she was drawing like a consent thing so Mm -hmm. much, but it was Mm -hmm. just a lack of respect for the women for... Being, like, like, individuals that could come to this, come, ind- you know, come to the table. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I found very strange about and antiquated about the whole thing, mm. and, of course, I don't think they're going to touch on this on the show, is, like, sex is not one thing. Sex mm. is not, like, a little a little penetration with the pee-pee, and then, like, he goes and takes a shower. Mm-hmm. There's so many different activities that I'm, like, mm. when he said of any kind is that sex of any kind does that mean like we can't do anything is there other types of touching like I would be bothered if I was Ariel and someone said like sex is off the table because like if it was me in that situation I probably wouldn't sleep with the bachelor but I would hope that there would be like intimacy and as she said sexy moments Mm -hmm. so I don't know I I think it's an interesting point and but I I don't think we can ever really say, oh, what if it was the other way around? Because it's not, and it never will be. Yeah. No, and I think she wasn't, hopefully she didn't mean consent, and she just meant more, like, 
a personal agency. Um, yeah, I think she was speaking to the fact that he is a very, he he is a self-centered person. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to drag him on this at all. I actually, maybe controversially, think he was a decent bachelor. But as many men are, like, just not able to empathize with other people's situations and not able to understand that sitting down and saying sex is off the table maybe made her feel like, oh, you were assuming that sex was on the table? Yes. Like, like I feel like that was almost what she was annoyed about. Oh like, my god, you're so right. Yeah, we talked about that last week with Samantha. She brought that to my attention and I was like, oh my god, was that, yeah, it's almost like it's just assuming she was going to open her legs for you. Yeah, like... And, like, oh, we're all just dying to sleep with you. When, like, the point of the overnight is really that there's no cameras there. Yeah. And I don't know if he misunderstood. Like, I don't – maybe he hasn't watched the show. But for the most part, like, The Bachelor does not sleep with all three women. This did not need to be serious Mm -mm. at all. Mm -mm. Like, Nick Vial – not that I want to bring him up, but, like, we know he only slept with Vanessa. Yeah. And they made this whole narrative that him and Raven and him, Whatever. you know, him yeah. and Rachel, we know they didn't. Yeah. Like, I think often they they don't. They're yeah. tired. They yeah, go to bed. Tired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe there's some, there's some handies. Maybe there's some other stuff. Yeah, yeah. there's other activities one can engage in. I should just call this podcast the handy podcast because, oh like, that's, I talk about it, like, every week. Um, <laughs> well, and, I mean, yeah, what did Zach and Katie do in the Natural History Museum? I'm telling you. I'm telling you, please. <laughs> I won't so make true. my own assumptions, but we could have wrapped up this season. So, <laughs> briefly before we move on from Ariel, of course, shining bright moment of the episode was that in her... Um, talking to him she was like you know it's just really unfortunate because i committed to being in an open relationship with you and when parameters of an open relationship change i should be the first to know and when she says i committed to being an open relationship with you she pauses and goes because like that's what it is that was awesome that was awesome i love that she said that and i had never really until i did my dissertation research that there were a lot of different aspects that I'd thought about the show, but I had not thought about monogamy, polyamory, all of that so much. It just hadn't been like a topic Mm -hmm. that had come to me. And one of my favorite interviewees said, you know, this show is so interesting because it's this like very Christian moralistic show that you are forced to being in a polyamorous environment. And then at the end you are punished Mm -hmm. for having essentially fallen for it. Mm -hmm. So I loved that she put that name out there and people across America are like, what? An open, that's what I'm watching? (laughs) Because it is always inevitably at the end of every season, the lead is like, wait, maybe I kind of need these, both of these women, you know, or both of these people. Like, and it's that, so it's so true. They get punished for like finally giving in to this like you know situation that they were not equipped to handle and that's Mm -hmm. what's so messy about it and that's one of the main reasons i still like watch in a way because it's yeah i mean obviously it's like really uh it's it's um evil but i it's fascinating (laughs) i mean it is fascinating to put people in an environment where like we're taught from an early age you know you have one soulmate all this stuff you complete me and then you put someone in an environment and zach says to gabby like you will always have a piece of my heart. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's a platitude, but you are showing like 
that we are multifaceted people. Yeah. Like, this is, it is possible. And, I mean, no season showed that more than Clayton. Clayton is the ultimate polyamorous yeah. Viking. Like, I just... Oh my god, I hope that, and, I hope that for him one day. I hope... And his punishment <laughs> was so extreme. Exactly. Oh my god, just for, like, literally giving into the process. He gave in. He trusted... That's what happens with yeah. the men. They yeah. trust the so, show so okay. much. And then they, they love the process. And then they fucking get just destroyed. Um, so we go back to the show and we get our family dates. So in true... In Krabby Thailand. Yeah, Krab- thank you, Krabby Thailand. In true Nepo nephew style, Zachary's uncle Putty just probably sent a check. Um, Why is he not there? I don't know. I, I literally, like, I thought the only reason they picked him was for the moment when he would be on the show literally it's very shocking but we you know in my home we did feel the ghost of warburton in zach's mom you can you can see him yes you (laughs) You can see him in there yeah cronk's in there you can see it yeah maybe he's busy filming Mm -hmm. you know emperor's new groove six um (laughs) so yeah so we do get reacquainted with Zach's immediate family, including his dad named Chip. I how did no, I not sorry. know this? No no no. Chap. Chap 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 No, his name is Chap. Chap. I loved it. I loved him. He was he was this he was a star. Yeah. I thought. Made for TV. I thought the family did a great job for people that I was already like, you for sure voted for Trump. Like I kind of liked the family. I loved the the little littlest sister who was just like arms crossed, like, "Why am I here? Like, can we go explore Thailand?" Like, she was like not into it at all. High as mom fuck. was do- mom was doing her thing, and then dad was you know constantly bringing up Zach's baby trauma, and the girls are like, "We don't know about this because he only told Jess <laughs> about the baby story." And I didn't fucking remember that. I'll tell you what. I was clearly not paying attention. Maybe I was going to the bathroom because I had no fucking so, idea. <laughs> I remembered it very clearly because my one of my best friend's husband had that disease, whatever it mm-hmm. is, as a baby. And so he texted us when it happened and was like, I am so sorry. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but this is not a serious thing at all. Like, it is, like, literally just not a thing. Like, Zach is reaching so hard to have trauma to share. And it was just the craziest moment. Like, he and Jess were sitting there and it was kind of like, she was like, I want to know something about you no one else does. And you think he's going to be like, I really love baked goods. And, like, he's like, I almost died when I was a baby. Never brought it up to his final two women. And then the dad is like, we should hit on trauma to make him more likable. And, like, shares this. Uh, It was iconic. Iconic. What a player. It's so true. Because, like, listen, like, I... Zach is dumb. Because, like... I have never known a cishet white man who has not used a near-death experience to his advantage to sidestep his own privilege, i.e. Bennett. Remember Bennett? <laughs> yes, vaguely. Well, and he, he barely mentioned it on his season, but then he did his Instagram stories AMA once, and he said, ask Stop. me anything. And he, at, he asked himself, 
he pretended to be somebody else and asked himself no. what was your most like traumatic experience and then he shared the story about his almost dying as a baby or whatever when you share something you literally can't remember but he shared it in a way that exposed that he he sent it like he didn't oh i remember this <laughs> So oh, funny. My oh my god, that was my favorite thing ever. They're like, Zach or Bennett, tell us like what makes you you. And he's like, Well, <laughs> Bennett. I remember that now. <laughs> oh my god. It's not even Zach though, it's Zach's dad. Was yeah. like, let me bring this up. I also hate when people say true love is about like getting through the hard times. Like it's true. But some relationships only work when you're down and they don't work when you're up. And I like was feeling that. I was like I was like, no, like, being in love can also be happy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I get. I mean, you know. Crazy. Who the fuck if I know, dude? <laughs> I could not tell Imagine you. that. I could, imagine yeah. getting along with your partner. No, could not. I can't even imagine fighting with a partner, because as soon as I get, like, even an ounce of, like, they show interest in me, I'm like, we're done. Disgusting. We're disgusting. disgusting. Red flag. You like me? What's wrong with you? Um, oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, I do. I love the dad, because he was just like, he was, I mean, this is paraphrasing, but he was just like, listen, I fucking hate my wife, but I love her. She's my best friend. Like, we have the worst times. Marriage is all bad. Marriage sucks. Sucks. Oh, and so then he good. said to Katie, he goes, you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Zach gets it from. In full Zach. Awesome. Oh, it, honestly, it made everything more authentic because I was like, all right, okay. Yeah. I see what we're doing yeah, this here. Is real. This is real. Um, anyway, they go as typically they do. Um, I guess. Yeah, they were good family meetings. Yeah. It was sweet. There's really was nothing sweet. wrong. He did tell them about sex week? I think he didn't. Remember he was, he said, he said like last week was overnights and things got complicated yeah. and they were like, oh, we don't want to know about okay, sex. Yeah. And then they just moved on. Okay, so okay. Yeah, I don't I think quite, he told them. Yeah, I couldn't quite remember because I was just, I was getting drunk to be honest. <laughs> it was such a fucking journey. Um, so yeah, that, that's all that. Okay. So now we're into our, our, Katie. Okay. We go into Katie Katie's last date. Which they aired out of order. Oh. I don't know if you saw that. No. So, I mean, I guess we, to me this is important. Yeah, I know it is. Um, yeah, he said in like an Us Weekly article today, mm-hmm. because if you remember, they asked him and after the final rose, when did you know it was Katie? And he says, at our last date, and you're like, well, from what we saw, your last date was Gabby. Like, I, I mean, I feel like Katie wasn't even in the episode. It was Gabby's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said in the thing that it aired out of order, because I don't know, I don't really know why, I feel like it would have worked the same the other way, but it was her episode. (laughs) Well, I think it will, yeah, I think two parts, I think is to torture Gabby publicly, to make her seem like she's second choice again, because that's where my head was at, like she was second, Mm. second date again, right? But then... But yeah, I think it really just adds to like the narrative that the show really wants to like ruin the remaining couple. Like it's so silly to me because it because it made Zach look like a liar all day to me. I was like, he says to Gabby, I didn't know until the like night before yeah. proposal. And then he goes and says on stage, I knew at my last date with Katie, which was yeah. before that, like the math would put it that he lied to Gabby. But now I'd be, it's not. He didn't yeah. lie. I'd be pissed if I were him. Like, show it in the order it happened. Because we don't know. Maybe if Katie's date had been first, he would have 
done the benevolent execution. I, you know, I don't know. I think he would have done whatever the producers told him to do. True. And, you know, the way they edited it, I made it more suspenseful, I think, because I always thought it was Katie. And then when him and Gabby's date was, like, going so well and they're playing this romantic music, I kind of was like, wait, what if it is Gabby? But it wasn't. Yeah, that's probably another reason why they did it, for sure, to attempt to... Yeah. But yeah, I also thought Katie and Zach's date was so... Once again, she's in the jungle with him, like, not prepared to hike in her, like, flip-flops and her white linen pants. They cut through it so quick, then went to her night portion. Like, I don't even think... The only things I wrote down from that section was her hyping up Gabby. It's hard because I know how amazing Gabby is. I've gotten to know Gabby and she's an unreal girl. Like, half of Katie's scream time was her talking about how awesome Gabby is. It killed me. Uh, unreal. <laughs> so good, too. She's an unreal girl. No, it was... Uh, I will say, I I liked I liked this finale in a lot of ways. I... We'll kind of get to the end, but like I didn't feel anything <laughs> during the engagement, which made me sad because yeah, I, I didn't kind either. of wanted to feel something again. Especially like I was rooting for that couple, yeah. but I didn't feel anything. No, that's the I thing. Think... I was like, "There's literally nothing wrong with this couple." Like I genuinely, I'm like, I hope. I, wish I think for it was best. that we just spent so much uninterrupted time with Gabby, Gabby. watching her get fucking destroyed. Yeah. And and then I liked what Gabby did. Like every part of what Gabby did was she great. We'll get into she crushed that. It. But like, yeah, I just was. But at the same time, I was able to have moments where I was like, "Ooh, I do like this though," because I'm seeing both women like, yeah, be really nice about it and be really like cordial to the other woman and and giving. They were like, yeah, they were just being really gracious to Zach, even um, which he didn't deserve. But <laughs> it was nice. This is the first time I can remember like. I physically felt in pain for both women because I genuinely liked them and I would have been happy with him choosing either and I was going to be upset for either one. Mm. I don't know when I've ever felt that way. Like I always am either like rooting for someone that didn't get picked or did get picked and I don't really care but I felt like I just knew I was going to be so bummed and I like couldn't decide Ultimately, last week, I was like, I don't think, or after the hometown, I was like, I don't think I can handle watching Katie get heartbroken mm-hmm. because of her whole men always leave me. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> Whereas Gabby, I was like, I think you're going to get through it. Yeah. You're so going to find someone a little more fun. Yeah. But, the last time I felt that was with Michelle, Nate, and Brandon. Yeah. I, I was rooting for Brandon yeah. so hard, though. Yeah. But I was also like... I felt I like understood. her and Nate were like you know good together. Obviously, Destined. it didn't work out. But like I, I remember being like, oh, I don't want either of them to not win. You know, kind of. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And I was pretty invested in that one. So yeah, you know. So yeah, Casey, it was really weird in in that regard and, and rushed and rushed. Yeah, you're so right. The edit was really trying to trick Felt us. Felt really rushed. Did you have audio for Gabby's date? Because I did. I did, because we're both West Coast girlies. Okay, so they fixed it for us. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I is so... I kind of wish I could have experienced it, because you, can you imagine you're just sitting in there? <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, fascinated by how it would have felt. It was, like, them... But it was really just them doing the, like, Gabby's a horse girl thing. <laughs> Which I loved. It added so much. Like, of course she's a horse girl. She's from Vermont. So it's perfect. It's perfect. They're laying on the beach. We have to look at Zach's nipple, like, right in her fucking mm. face. It was mm. really Difficult. not okay. Um, compensation is required. And 
they are everything's going great until he just like is like yeah i'm really struggling i don't know what decision to make and she's just like not what i wanted to hear (laughs) do you think do you believe him because i think most people feel that he knew it was katie and i don't know how i feel right I don't know. Maybe he was struggling. Which, like, this always brings me back to I'm begging for them to bring Ari and Lauren on the show. If there's anyone who could speak to what that, the agony of that, like, that is a man who very clearly did not know and chose wrong. Like, I I hate that they shun them from the franchise because they're one of the few couples that worked out. They're, like, so happy. They have their kids. They're, like, a perfect bachelor couple. And I would just love to hear his advice of like, actually, I listened to this part of my brain or so I just would love to hear him like talk about that. But they like won't acknowledge that it happened. I don't know why. No, I I don't like them personally, but I do. (laughs) As human. Yeah, no, exactly. But I love their story. And I often throw it out like when I when I can to talk to somebody about it. And I go like, okay, so well, there's not that many success stories on the bachelor side. You know, there's definitely more in the Bachelorette, mm-hmm. but there's not that many over here. But but check it, there's this one guy, and he chose like yeah, and it, and it but then it worked out because Lauren there's is two literally him and like Jason husband. yeah Jason they're like <laughs> literally soulmates. So I was like, it's, so it's like kind of fucking insane, and like he should be seen as a success story, you know. Yeah. And I just think it's so telling that like half of the successful bachelors are with their like technically runner up. Yeah. And I would love to hear the two of them talk about that. I just, because it makes me, it makes me do believe that, like, possibly Zach was torn. That it wasn't just Katie from the start. And then are we even including Peter in this conversation? Because Peter is with yeah, Peter Kelly, Curley. you know? Yeah. And yeah, he didn't, yeah. He went with everyone available. I mean, true. I mean, and he, yeah. still, he still loved Hannah. He still loved Hannah, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's just, like, so funny, though, because, yeah. Men don't know what they want. They don't know what they, they, don't want. Know what they want. They, they never yeah. give their first impression roast the right girl. Yeah, like, absolutely. they, yeah. so, I don't know. I'm torn on, like, maybe he really didn't know. Right. No, so, I, I, to your point, I, I think there's a potential that he really didn't know until the actual last date, which was Katie, but, you know. Which was anyway. actually Katie. Yeah. Um. So, and, of course, they wouldn't show us all of that. So, we get Gabby's date. Oh, yeah, we're, we're already in Gabby's date. So, yeah, all that happens, she... In the evening time, she is, she's already starting her, like, listen, buddy, (laughs) I know it's probably not me, and, like, let's just call a spade a spade. He's just like, no, 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 I can, oh, it was so painful. I can see a future with you. I absolutely can see this future with you, blah, blah. Just, like, really working her up, and it was so hard to watch. It's hard to, I don't know, it's like I go back and forth. The sound. I I do believe she was fully invested and being authentic. I also felt the entire time that she was performing yep. pages of How to Win the Bachelor, yep. and that is not a knock on her. Mm-hmm. I would literally do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I would study before going on this show, mm-hmm. and I still believe you can whip yourself into falling in love. Yeah. But I hope that one day she can see that he did her a massive favor by taking her to the end Mm -hmm. because that yellow dress Mm -hmm. no proposal runner-up scene will go down in history it was so epic but i understand it's painful and i'm so sorry that she had to go through it but for the sake of like her just being an iconic player with like so much screen time so much love i if she wants to be the bachelorette i really think she can be next like 
mm-hmm. he did do her a favor by taking her to the end at his own expense. It made him look bad. Yeah. But so I, I don't know. I, no, I, I go back and forth. Same with Becca Kufrin bringing um, Blake to the end. 100%. Uh, oh, so well said. So well said. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. So she, she pulls up. It's not, it's nowhere near sunset. Um, she steps, <laughs> Best line of all time. She fucking steps out, steps in a fucking mud pie and is like, she starts cursing and she's just like, what the fuck? This is a really bad muddy spot. My dress almost got wet. Hey guys, when this actually matters later with Katie, make sure you fucking do it in a different place. And like, I, I rewatched the scene Epic. today. Everyone Iconic. starts, in the audience, they start clapping because she's like, blah, blah, blah. For, oh, this is a bad spot. And then so she says, when it matters more. When it actually matters when Katie it. arrives, oh, don't do that to her. Oh, my God. God. Icon. Uh, Icon. With her steely gaze and her razor sharp middle part and that dress <gasps> tailored to the max. I looked up the dress. Doesn't look anything like that on the model. I don't know what she did to that dress. She looked insane. She looked so good. She, like, centers herself and then, like, just starts walking forward, runs into Jesse. He's like, hey, babes, uh, how you feeling? And she fucking, God bless so her, goes, good. um. I think I just know what's about to happen. <laughs> and he goes, why do you think that? <laughs> Jesse! Jesse could not tell a lie. Jesse could not tell a lie to save his life. Actually made me trust him more. I know. He was, he failed. He was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Like, I don't think they prepared him. Like, Chris probably could have handled that better because he had been doing it so long. Yeah. But, like, I don't think Jesse was Jesse's prepared. never done this, I Yeah, guess. he's just like, uh. And then she's she, uh, she You're just, right, like, it is only noon. <laughs> she's just like, uh, yeah, I just have a feeling. And he goes, okay, well, good luck down there. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. Sets her ass down. She walks down with purpose. You know, we get the we get the most silent, like over, uh, like voiceover I've like ever heard. It's like clear as a fucking whistle. She's just very sadly, just like, you know, maybe, you know, I just have a feeling, but like, I don't know, maybe it is me. It was just like heart wrenching. And Zach has a fucking shit eating grin on his face. She walks up there. He's goes into a little speech, which oh. God damn it. Oh. This is what I wonder. Do you know as a player, the second they launch into a speech, that you're number two? Because if you're the winner, you give your speech. Exactly. And it's like, if they let you talk, probably they're not breaking up with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I wonder that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, yeah. And then, like, I think it has switched here and there over time. Some, yeah, sometimes they've let them give the the yeah, speech yeah, if they're the loser yeah. and that hurts like do you remember when who was it um uh what is his name um uh um curly haired dude um well on, it was on ashley herbert season um i think it was like her yeah ashley it, well, her second place was um ben philogenic guy yeah ben philogenic and if i'm thinking of the right guy but regardless one of those guys one of those seasons ben literally got down on his knees before she stopped him yes who was that that was awful awful. maybe it was maybe it was that season yeah i think it was Um, oh god that was bad so yeah that's like definitely happened sometimes and like you'll you'll like i think fucking blake probably started a proposal and then becca had to be like no 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 yeah (laughs) um so yeah you know as soon as he's like but 
it's like whatever. She's like, listen, truly do not, you do not need to say it. I got it. Um, he still keeps trying to say it over and over again. And I don't fault him for this. Like, I, I think, yeah. I, I think in some I ways I was like, yeah, like I would, in time, at times I was like, shut up. And I would also want him to shut up. At the same time, I get that he's trying to like, you know, he's trying to help. And, but she's just like, stop, please stop. I don't need this. I will say the only time I was definitely like, fuck you, Zach, was when he says literally, you know, you deserve somebody who chooses you first. Yeah. And she's like, Sh- literally stop. Cause like, that's yeah. like the worst thing you could say to me. Um, and it goes I on loved and on. everything she did there. I loved when she did the repeated, you've known, you've known, you've known. Oh, it's haunting. I will find someone somewhere somehow. Ah! She was so good, and then and then she would go back and be like, "Thank you for your time. This was a great relationship, but also I'm pissed. You've known, you've known." Iconic, iconic, iconic. Gets in the car, looks dead in the camera, and says, "I don't really care to talk about it." <laughs> fade to black, fade up. She's in the room, the Thunderdome. She has this fucking massive <laughs> shoulder, the shoulder pads. pads. The shoulder pads. She's ready to fight. Like, ready to holy. fight. I was like jump scared. I literally like turned to my room. I was like, Wah! Side note, why did her and Katie have coordinated outfits the whole episode? They both wore little navy blue flouncy dresses to meet the family. And then black scar- sparkly long-sleeved mini dresses for AFR. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> And what was oh yeah our Ariel was wearing white stunning white so yeah, yeah. Ugh, so good I just thought that was hilarious yeah it really was well because they're all buddies you know um, yeah and we get one great moment with Katie later where she's like we've all trauma bonded <laughs> we love live TV because that would never have been allowed in so Gabby is crushed and performs this well. I agree. I think there's a middle ground. I think she's performing, but I also think she's pretty sad because she really can't kind of keep it together at all, which is not a shame to her. I think, and I think she made this clear that she she said, like, I knew what I signed up for. You know, I think she knew what was coming when he broke up with her. She was good friends with Katie, so she wasn't, like, she was hurt but not mad. It's the watch back, I think, the watch back was just really hard and like I guess I'm surprised like I would have think she knew before last week what was coming I don't know yeah I'm not sure about that and that's the part where I think both her and Ariel are performing and again not a slight to them no a show for them we are playing a game um but yeah no they both knew what had to know what was gonna happen but one of the big (gasps) moments was gabby saying to him that you know this was last week was the first time she saw that he told like literally everyone um and not her first even you know jesse and etc etc and it was like quite painful for her and i do think that that is shitty you know then she also confirms Mm-hmm. What I believed, which was that yes. they decided in the fantasy suites not to say a fucking word. Thank you. I, I said that from the start because her face when he came the next morning, you could tell she didn't know how to respond. Not only because she was hurt and confused, but because she literally was kind of like looking up at the camera like, wait, are we having this conversation for real or am I supposed to be playing what we agreed upon and I love that she gave the specificity of I'm brushing my teeth and you came up behind me and said it's between us and like kissed me on the cheek like she made sure it was like this is not a lie I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened 
I'm really glad she did that too. Cause that's what I was mad about. I wasn't, that was the only thing I was upset about. It was like, it was clear that they had a different understanding than what he did. No, no, you mean he just changed his mind. Like, yeah, he, you know, yeah, he, he changed his mind. He changed his mind. And like, that's where it's like, Ugh. I also think she was coming for him. She was also really coming for the show when she said sex sells, but now I've become a narrative. Oh, oh, she's a poet. Gabby is a poet. And that was precisely when Jesse was like, hey, uh, yes. is live. We gotta wrap this up. I, w- I like, was like screaming. I was like, How- oh my god, this is the most dramatic part of the fucking thing. And you're like, we yeah. gotta go. And it's because she started calling the show out. Totally. Totally. It was, yeah. She crushed it. Mm-hmm. She just crushed that whole sit down. Beautiful crier as well. Just a beautiful crier. But... And also, I think I know a lot of people, you know, would like to see her as the Bachelorette, and I would too, and she very much got a Bachelorette edit. I I think it was good to see she would not, like, right now Charity is filming. She clearly would not, I would not want that for her. And I love that, like, these women got to kind of get up there and kind of attack the show knowing that they haven't been picked to be the bachelorette. It's too late for that. So like go off. Cause normally the runner up gets up there and they're like, I've moved on. I'm ready to find love. Cause they want to be picked. Oh my God, Marilyn. That is so good. You're so right. Like she was able to really lay it out there in a way that she couldn't. Cause if she's the bachelorette and she's supposed to go film next week, it's like, Girl, stop crying. What are you so mad about? Yeah, you're ready to find love again. Yeah. Well, both of them. You're right. Ariel, too. Oh, my God. I love that. I will say one DM to me was maybe she turned it down because she is fucking pissed. I've seen that brought up as well, that she could have turned it down. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. Because I think think her and Charity both got such stellar Bachelorette edits. Yeah, absolutely. And, And Charity is such a, like, perfect, like christian so sweet Mm -hmm. so beautiful Mm -hmm. and she made it to the end and it felt very genuine it It did not feel the entire time it did not feel like they told zach we want this girl i genuinely felt like he was the closest with her like as in a friendship Mm -hmm. so i think she's so like kind of one in a million that i think she maybe had it in the bag no matter what Mm -hmm. But Gabby earned it. But she could have she could have said no. She could have been like, uh, you actually just used me and told the whole nation about what I did in the bedroom. And now I'm getting DMs that I'm like a predator. Yeah. No, thank you. And you used me <laughs> no, as a narrative. You. you used me as a narrative. I'm not gonna I'm getting this. it on a t-shirt with her like perfect tear-stained face. Gorgeous. Okay, proposal happens. Uh... <laughs> And I, I didn't feel, Anything. this is something I, I have a tough time with, because it used to be they show the, sh- the show, yeah. then they do AFR. Yes. And I liked that better, but then I was thinking about it, and I was like, but then Gabby would have had to sit through the proposal and then come out. Yeah. Whereas I, I think after she came out, they like usher her away. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how I feel about the way they structure this, but I know that I couldn't focus on the proposal at all. Yeah, because it was still so, like, it was jarring, and he just, there was no time. It's just and hard to be excited. Yeah, no matter how much you could be like, no, actually, these people are probably pretty good for each other. It just felt so, it just felt so empty, and it felt like he was just, 
saying platitudes, you know, again, like I believed it from her, but it was like, now I kind of don't believe it from him, but like I do because I step back and look at it like, no, I do. And you're right. If I step back and look at the whole season, clearly she was the one like, you know, the way he's looked at her since the beginning is so, so yeah, his face when she said she was falling in love compared to the other girls. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing of the, of the proposal was her line, if it's not you, it's not anyone. <laughs> what a crazy thing to say for, like, a beautiful, like, 25, 26-year-old woman. If it's not you, it's not anyone. Like, girl, I promise if this engagement fails, there's someone out there for you. <laughs> please. Please. Absolutely. No, I, yeah, and, it, like, when she, and everyone says this, not everyone, but a lot of people do on the show, but they're just like, I've been waiting years for engagement. It took me the fuck out of that scene because I was like, I'm not, I've never been, like, waiting young. for engagements. And I know that people do, but it that, like, was, like, <laughs> oh god like that is a whole type of person and i that's not me and i no. would just be waiting for a really good love more than anything <laughs> yeah. which is obviously what she means like if you're in a really good love then maybe you would want to get married to that person or whatever maybe. but <laughs> well, we're waiting to see or polly i mean come on like have we talked I mean, about she, it she wants she clearly wants to be with gabby Gabby's an unreal girl. An unreal girl. She just got engaged to this man, and she's po- her most recent posts are about Gabby. <laughs> like, did she even I love that for her. I looked at I don't think she's posted. It wasn't at least earlier. I have she reposted the Bachelor rabbit hole video of them in a bathtub. Oh my god. She did the, the three girls did their group oh. post. She still hasn't posted. She has stories about it, but like, she doesn't care. Oh, so what do you think that means? Oh. I don't know. Apparently, they talked about on a podcast like they're not super into social media, which like she just posted her ring, mm-hmm. and she's having a glass of wine. Great. It's like, why don't you show his hand or something? Like, yeah. Okay. But yeah, no. Her her posts are literally just the girls i love it i stand i love that <laughs> i think we're gonna get some um bisexuals from this season there was Ooh. there was some some women i was following that i think uh, i think we'll have a very great paradise, paradise. exactly yeah that's what i'm hoping for and, and one thing flice is gone <laughs> oh my god i was wondering also why you know they said they're moving in together this summer and i'm like you both already live in austin what's the issue I also like that he played it as, like, we're going to New York next, as if that's, like, a trip. I'm like, they're shuttling you to Good Morning America. Yeah, like, you have to. You have to, legally. (laughs) And then you're gonna... And then, yeah, I was like, where... I just didn't under... I was like, where are you going? Katie, I thought, bought a home. Shouldn't you just be moving... Are you moving in? It's fine. It's not my business, but I make it my business. No, I mean, they've made it our business. I mean, I just... Yeah, I just hope... I hope she's. I would love to see a couple last. Yeah, I would love to see a couple last. So I am rooting for them, and I did think he, she was the best pick for him, like from very early on. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Who knows what they did in a natural history museum? To be clear, not the natural history museum. (laughs) As a resident of Los Angeles, I've never heard of this a natural history museum. I'm obsessed with this like little conspiracy theory that they she didn't even need to have sex with them in fantasy suits because they already fucked. (laughs) She's like, ha ha. 
Got him first. <laughs> oh, God, we're the worst. But I yes, I uh, agreed. We are looking forward to a couple lasting because as Jesse reminded us, this is the first engagement since Pilot Pete. And the fact that he would bring up Pilot Pete like the least successful Bachelor ever, even though he is actually with someone from a season, but like... To me, going through, like, three different women and also trying to get back together with Hannah Brown makes you the least successful bachelor. Absolutely. <laughs> it just makes you the most horniest. Uh, God bless that uh, man. God bless that man. Um, I mean, he gave us so much. He gave us so much. Thank you, so Pilot Pete. If you're out there a fan of Date Card Pod. <laughs> I like to believe well, he, he is since he let me come on his yeah, podcast. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So no shade. And we ruined it. <laughs> Yeah, it was your fault. Um, Oh, yeah, I guess to round that up, they brought Nate out from Gay Chell season, and uh, it just was frustrating to me because I'm not saying what he was, what was brought to light was, like, great, but Mm -hmm. I will say that it's not, it's not any worse than literally Peter and other <laughs> bachelors before him. And he would have made a great bachelor. And to have, like, a black father as a bachelor would just would have, have been, been so awesome. amazing. And, uh, you know, Reality Steve fucked that up. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I put it on him. And... I'm not saying Nate is perfect, but, like, he is a really, really, really sweet man. And I really think we would have... It's just, like, we all... we like. Do you think he would have been picked? I kind of do. They were giving him that edit, and... They were giving him a really good edit. And he... And we knew him, and we liked him, yeah, he, He's, and, like, one of the few people I can remember. Right. And, I, and, like, part of the reason I didn't feel a goddamn thing is I really don't... I... I don't hate Zach. I really could give two fucks about him anymore. Yeah. Because, like, with He's Clayton fine. and, like, other men, I was mad this time of year. Like, I was mad. Mm-hmm. I'm really not mad at the man. But no. I do not care about him. And I, it's because they, I got nothing, you know? And I got something from Nate. He just doesn't have a lot about him. And I think that's okay. He's a True. 26-year-old guy. That's fine. And it, all, all they can come up with is that when he was a baby, something happened. Which sounds really traumatic for his parents. <laughs> Not well, and he was apparently severely overweight. Don't forget. Yeah, he was severely overweight. And he's, I mean, the the one thing that I really don't like about Zach is the continuing harping on Rachel. my queen, pilot Rachel. Yeah. Who, like, I just don't think he can wrap his mind around that her realizing that they had different values was enough to be like, oh, I have the ick and I don't. He's like, you're authentic, inauthentic. It's like. No, you had a discussion that let her know she was not into you anymore. Like, why is this so hard for you to wrap your mind around? I don't like that about him. Other than that, I I do think he was a decent bachelor. Okay. But right. there's just not much to him. No, and and, and and I've had Jenny was on a couple weeks ago, and she was just like, he's just that guy. He's just like that he's guy. He's just that guy. He's just that guy. And so it's like, fine, but he's just that guy. And he's not going to have empathy episode. as much, and he's not going to... No. He's just not gonna... Could not put himself in anyone yeah. else's shoes. Or, and again, when anyone, anytime anything kind of reflects negatively on him, that's when he's gonna just, like, switch the narrative yeah. and change... and Shut down wrong. every... Yeah, and yeah, the whole thing. So, it's just unfortunate because, like, Nate would have been a great Bachelor, and I knew so much more about him, and I would have just been more invested in him. Invested. Yeah. I want I would love to see a single parent. <sighs> like, the reason I fell into this show was Emily Maynard, and yeah, it was because the stakes felt so freaking high. Yeah. 
And, I mean, I guess technically Juan Pablo had kids. Yeah, exactly. True. <laughs> technically, the stakes of that didn't feel high to me. Yeah. But um, I would I would love to see a single parent again. Yeah. Yeah, same. So, yeah, that's, that was that. But, uh, you that know, happened. cheers to them. And it, it happened. <laughs> I wish them the best. I'm excited for charity. I'm excited to see Ariel on the beach. Yeah. And... I, you know, I hope we're lucky to get more of Gabby. I don't know if she'll want to do it, but big fan of her. And we got to give Zach his props on. He did have a fantastic final four. Yeah, Good did. taste. Yeah, truly Good did. taste. It was a perfect final four. Truly through and through. Really, it was pretty great. Oh, yeah. God, it was really great. Well, I I gotta yeah I gotta hand it I and I gotta I, hand it Tim for that yeah I appreciate that about and him. I will say I've been saying this all season is that the show really did try like they really did try to bring it back to a little bit more of like this mm-hmm. old standard that we were used to and I felt it and I have to say I felt it I felt when the show was trying to remind me of those things that I liked and they kept their rose ceremonies on schedule. They, you know, they, they, they didn't make the women like full on monsters. We talked about this at great Mm -hmm. length during the women tell all recap podcast. Like they, there was no single villain, no one person that was getting like the blunt of like the death threats and et cetera, et cetera, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure all of them did. Unfortunately do not condone that. But like, it was so great to not have, like, a specific, like, horrible villain. Well, also not, like, a really problematic Yes, villain. exactly. This is something we've talked about. It's, like, there's a line between, like, villain behavior, love to hate. Like, you can feel that way about Christina Mandrell. Mm-hmm. Like, it was fun. Mm-hmm. But... You know, when you have, like, the Shanae of it all, it's, it's just not fun. No. It, like, is totally different yeah. and uncomfortable. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think they did a decent job this season, better than they have in the past. Mm-hmm. It still suffered from the issue that we all had at the beginning, which is that our lead is someone that is not super compelling. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, there's just nothing you can do to change that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I would love, I would love just bachelorette seasons from all all three of the women available ariel charity gabby we don't need we don't need men no i love that danica and i were saying that a couple years ago and i i just remember being like we really don't need the men and it was great and i love that more and more people are on that like (laughs) like jason tartik tweeted like yeah he tweeted that (laughs) It's tough though because we the only way we can find these women is via a bachelor season. Whereas when we're watching the bachelorette, we have right. to spend time with all of these like like Gabby and Rachel's men. I'm sorry, we're such losers. Like just mm-hmm. I was like, who are these men? But But if yeah. we did if we did at least like three in a row, we would have yeah. such a pool a of men. Body you know, to then do a couple more. Like, you know, we would go yeah. back. I don't think we would ever, like, if this were in our dream world, it wouldn't not ever go back to a bachelor. But, like... But we need a few. Yeah. Just... Let's, and yeah. we have plenty of women to choose from just from this season alone. But, like, then you go back to Clayton's season. Like, I still feel like there's some women we could pull from his. And... Yeah. There's women all over the place. Women all over the place. Like, let's bring Tasha back. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> I would love... I would love a Tasha Redux. Oh, She, she would never grace us with her presence She wouldn't. Like and I... And I would kiss her feet to tell her that. Yeah, exactly. But like, God, I would love it. Mm. I would love a Tasha season. I'm still. I mean, I'm on team pay. Tyler Cameron. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, 
And and Mike Johnson, is he still single? Uh, hard to say. 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 Because <laughs> I just haven't Wait. seen him in a minute. <laughs> yeah, either. Uh, which, I mean, hopefully means he's doing well. <laughs> I feel like sometimes when I lose track of people, it's because they are, like, actually living sign. their lives, you know? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I'm, good. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. So, yeah. With that, exactly. We will uh, be seeing Charity in late June. June um, 26th? Yeah, 25th. Like one that. of those. Yeah. And excited for that. And then that does mean to the DMs I got, it does mean we'll be getting another Fall Paradise. However, uh, Gay Chell season. You think it's going to start? Yeah, so in... Gay Chell season started on July 11th. So we are a good like two weeks earlier this time, you know, or, or even more, good three weeks more yeah. earlier. So I think that means Paradise will be also like, like a, August. Yeah, like, yeah, late August or mid September, because last time it started like literally near Halloween. So uncomfortable. So if it starts in September, I consider that a win. And I think we should all consider that a win. <laughs> so let's just try to be grateful for what we can. Um, oh my God. But yeah, just to just to remind you, it was technically later for the last yeah, Bachelorette season. So I do feel strange about this uh, nine to eleven p.m. Yeah. Now, have we had it confirmed it's the entire season or just the, the premiere? Because I saw it was just the premiere because there's, like, mm-hmm. shit happening. Like, there's show, other shows Maybe, happening. but why would they put, like, new time in? We don't know. We don't know. I saw people in the comments being like, why is everyone freaking out? It's not that late. I'm like, okay, maybe you just turn off the TV and go to bed. But, like, I turn off the TV. I'm looking at tweets. I'm, you know, washing out my wine glass, taking the dog out one more time. I mean, that is pushing it. So I I hope it's 8 p.m. I think think my source, I just went to go look back at my source, but it's under, um, it's, uh, it disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my source told me that it's not the whole time. Okay. Okay. So. All right. I hope so. But I I can't look back because it's gone. So, yeah. All back. right. Well, as far as we know, <laughs> as far as we know, it'll be June whatever, 20-something <laughs> at 9 p.m. <laughs> and we'll, we'll see you all then. Thank you for having me on. Of course. It's a pleasure so every fun. time. I, yeah, I love talking to you. And I'm... I'm glad we got to really get into the the nitty gritty of it all. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll see you on the stories as I as I recap whatever other nonsense comes yes. out. Yes. Okay. Months. Briefly, we'll talk about Love Is Blind. So I I didn't finish episode five. Okay. Good. So we won't talk about that far. But I, yeah, I am loving it. I am finally watching it when everyone else is watching it, which is not what I've mm-hmm. done in the previous seasons. I am mm-hmm. loving it. It seems really messy um there's been complaints that it seems more reality television-y um but yeah. i think you kind of are in proportion of that you're like i think that i said last season that i wanted more time in the pods yes. and i didn't necessarily mean like that i needed i just think that's the most interesting part mm-hmm. and i like that this season they're showing them like hanging out with their friends in the pods and yes it has meant more of a reality tv trashiness because we have a dynamic duo of the disgusting sisters mm-hmm. um and it's kind of it's cringy but i think it makes the show mm-hmm. more interesting mm-hmm. to like dive into that part of it more and like the social nature between the women and the men on the other side Absolutely. so i'm enjoying it and i also there's more couples that i'm like actually genuinely rooting for than normal mm-hmm. it's like normally i just feel mid either way mm-hmm. and right now there's couples that i absolutely detest and I'm ready for them to leave the show. And there's couples that I'm, like, totally rooting for. And yeah. I haven't felt that way, I think, since, like, season one. Right. So, yeah. 
I'm excited about it. I think they did a good job. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, where can people find you? Uh, I'm at Marilyn.movies on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, come through either platform or both. <laughs> and fuck you. Yes. Make sure I'll have all the links in the posts and on the uh, podcast captions as always. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, I will be finishing up the week by recording a Patreon episode about Miss Lori Kay. Um, and I will be dropping a blind item I got sent, um, regarding Madison Pruitt also in that episode. So very exciting for that. Juicy! Yeah. So make sure you follow us on the Patreon. It's only $5 a month. It really helps keep the lights going. And there's literally two, over two years of content on there for you to, uh, listen to. And then if you want to, uh, unsubscribe, no, seriously, no problem. I really, I'm very poor too so it's really <laughs> not like a problem and I know I don't like put out like a ton a ton a ton of content but I I'm really proud of the content that I put out over on the Patreon so just give it a check out if you'd like and yeah that Lori K one will be there by the end of the week and then after that I'm going to take a smidge of a break I will be coming back mm-hmm. to recap Love is Blind with my friend Kelly at some point and then throughout the break I will be back I'm sure here and there but until next season officially i love y'all so much and thank you for making this season really really fun i tried some new things and i did it alone (laughs) the entire thing and i'm just really proud of myself and i'm really thankful i didn't do it alone alone but because i had amazing guests i want to thank every single fucking guest that came on and helped me recap this mess it was really fun i got to meet some new people and connect with some old friends and it was really great so enough of that sappy bullshit i have to go take a shit bye thank you for listening to day card pod make sure you're following us on instagram at day card pod and follow your hosts at jenna with a smile and at drunk feminist day card pod is produced by andrew olson you can follow him on instagram at androne Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at JettyBoyJames. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at MichaelaJane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye! Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This is As Above, So Below.